Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org, or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. After passing through a full and thorough preparation, and even an inauguration, the Lord Jesus was ready to begin his earthly ministry. And he does so by quoting from the Old Testament pages of Isaiah, speaking words of grace, that proclaimed release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, thereby ushering in the acceptable year of the Lord, the Jubilee. While these words were as amazing to the Jews of Galilee as they are to us today, but as we will see today and in the coming days as we continue on in this life study from the Gospel of Luke, his living and his ministry became a living portrait of this Jubilee, and in him all we as the real captives and the real blind ones find our freedom and our sight. Ron Kangas has returned. And Ron, we're happy you could be here for such a sweet portion today from Luke's Gospel. I really delight in the Gospel of Luke. To touch the Lord in his divinely enriched humanity, to see the divine attributes expressed in human virtues, and this marvelous God-man is an unending delight. Portion after portion of this Gospel is sweet, And we do, in fact, have a sweet portion for today's ministry and fellowship. Ron, today uh, we want to continue a little bit what we uh, began in our last program, and that was this matter of the Jubilee that the Lord Jesus spoke about as he was beginning his ministry. And, of course, we referenced it in our opening today. The matter of Jubilee, I think, in Scripture was first touched in Leviticus, uh, but it's also found in Isaiah. And in Luke 4, as we were talking earlier, the Lord quotes directly from Isaiah here. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to announce the gospel to the poor, and has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to send away and release those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. It's really interesting, Ron, that the Lord makes this reference to this Old Testament provision of Jubilee as he begins to unfold the gospel. Probably most people today don't really understand the significance of it that well, and likely even the Jews of that day were not that clear about Isaiah's words. But the Jubilee is a marvelous component of Luke's gospel, isn't it? It's uh, central to the Lord's ministry in the gospel of Luke We may say, based upon a thorough study of Luke, that the two crucial points in Luke's gospel are the person of Christ as the God-man, the one who is the complete God and a perfect man, the one in whom divinity is expressed through humanity, the one in whom the divine attributes are expressed in the human virtues. He is this unique, indescribably wonderful person. 
and as such a person approved by God and tested in the wilderness by Satan, this one is qualified to proclaim the Jubilee in fulfillment of the type in Leviticus and the prophecy in Isaiah. And he did so while reading from the scroll of Isaiah in the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. He said, This day the scripture is fulfilled because now the New Testament age is the year of Jubilee. And this is a most blessed time, not to those who are rich in themselves, but to those who are poor, to those who are lost, to those who have been deprived of their enjoyment of Christ, to sinners, to blind, to the dead, to those bereft of all the divine things. The Jubilee is the trumpeting of a proclamation of release from bondage, a release from captivity, of deliverance from the power of darkness. That's on the negative side. But we have not only been released from, we have been released to the enjoyment of Christ as our inheritance through Christ's redemption. So we are restored, we are recovered, we are brought back to the enjoyment of Christ. So we need not be bound because Christ has proclaimed the Jubilee. He has announced our release. We need not be defrauded of our enjoyment of Christ because in him and based upon his redemption, we have the right to enjoy the Lord. This is our portion. So the more we get into the spirit of this gospel and open to the spirit to apply the effectiveness of Christ's ministry recorded in this gospel, the more this happens, the more we are released experientially, the more we are recovered experientially to the enjoyment of Christ. How do we know we're in the Jubilee? We know it in a very simple way by the fact that we are enjoying the Lord as our all-inclusive portion. Mm. Today we want to turn, Ron, to uh, chapter 5. It's the very beginning verses of Luke 5, and it's the story of Jesus calling the first of his disciples. I'd like to read a few of these verses. And as the crowd pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying by the lake, and the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down, and from the boat taught the crowds. And when he ceased speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said, Master, through the whole night we toiled and caught nothing. But based on your word, I will let down the nets. And when they did this, they enclosed a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear apart. And they signaled to their companions in the other boat to come and assist them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. For amazement had taken possession of him and all who were with him because of the catch of the fish which they took. And likewise, also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men alive. And when they had brought the boats to the land, 
they left all and followed him. What a wonderful story, Ron. How about we join Witness Lee for that? In this section, we have seven cases. The number one case is this, attracting the occupied, the calling of the first four disciples was a calling to uh, attract the occupied ones. We fallen human beings do not realize how much we are fallen, not only in sin, but in our occupation. See, and uh, we do say, what is your occupation? That means, what is your business? By what way you make a living? The way to make your living is your what? Being occupied. In the passive sense, we, the fallen people, should do some business. We all have to do some job, right? Paul charged believers to do a proper job to make a living. Don't rely upon others. So you all have to do a job. But on the other hand, job, business, making a living, always occupy the persons God created for himself. Nothing takes away the God-created persons so much as the occupation does. Look at today's world. Everyone is occupied by their business, or by their job, or by their schooling, by the way to make a living, right? Everyone is busy every day, all the day, but nearly no one is busy with God. Everyone is occupied by something, not by God. Ron, there's nothing in this account that implies, at least, that Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and James, and John were occupied with anything sinful particularly. What the Lord is calling them out of here is not something obviously sinful, but he's calling them out of just their job, their occupation. This is something that Christians today even are not that mindful of, is it? Very few are, because the vast majority are occupied. And one can anticipate the reasonings. Uh, Don't we have to earn a living? Don't we need to be practical? Doesn't the Bible tell us to work and provide for ourselves and even to give for the Lord's sake? And of course, we are required to work and to be responsible and to take care of ourselves. The point is that Satan, the devil, usurps people through this need to be properly employed. And what happens is the preoccupation with occupation leaves very little room in our being for God so that it's possible, not only possible, but actual, that believers may be compartmentalized, that when they're in the world with their occupation, they're wholly engrossed in that, with no fellowship with God and no realization that I'm here on the earth for God's economy. So we need to be clear, we are not called out of the human responsibility of working for a living. 
But we need to be called out of the enemy's usurpation of us through our occupation. In other words, we need to have an occupation without being occupied by it. We do it, but our being is not occupied by it. Rather, our being is occupied by the triune God. Unless we are called out of this kind of occupation, we cannot experience the jubilee in practicality, and neither can we be one with the Lord in practicality for the carrying out of his economy. In this country in particular, believers need to hear the Lord's call out of every kind of occupying thing so that we may return to the Lord, enjoy him, and be one with him. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The first four disciples were called and attracted by the Lord not from their sinful life, but from their occupation. The first two were two brothers in the flesh, Peter and Andrew. They were occupied by what? By fishing. And the second couple, John James, they were occupied by mending the net. They all were occupied there. Busy. Come to hear the gospel. I don't have the time. Come to the meeting. I don't have the time. I'm busy. Occupied. So the first thing the Lord did was to attract. Attract what? Attract the occupied people. Satan is always busy to keep people occupied. You know, when Moses was called to take care of the children of Israel. Pharaoh did his best to keep every child of Israel occupied by some business, by some job. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were all busy there. Yet the Lord Jesus came to call them. Now, both Matthew and Mark doesn't say anything the Lord did to attract Peter and so forth. But here in Luke chapter 5, the Lord did such a miracle facing to attract Peter. Then, you know, after the Lord's resurrection, Peter was left there with nothing to do. And one day he said, I'm going fishing. And all the other brothers followed him. They all went back to the occupation. So the Lord Jesus in resurrection came back to them uh, to do such a miracle again, to uh, re-attract him. So the Lord Jesus did this twice to Peter. This really brings up a striking point, Ron. The attraction, the pulling power of one's occupation is very strong, and it's demonstrated here by what we've seen. The Lord not only had to call Peter out of his occupation once, but even after his death and resurrection, Peter went back to his old occupation again and had to have another call, didn't he? That's what the Bible says. And Peter, in this matter, surely represents us. At the very beginning, 
he was called out of his occupation through the miracle related to fishing, through which the Lord manifested himself and attracted Peter to himself. Then in the days after the Lord's resurrection, Peter said on one occasion, I'm going fishing. There was the sense, obviously, among him and some others, they weren't sure what to do, and so they backslid to their previous occupation. And the Lord performed a second miracle related to fishing, manifesting himself, attracting Peter and the others to himself. What I would emphasize here in the fellowship is not the miracle and not even our need for a double miracle. Mm -hmm. Rather, I would emphasize our great need to be attracted to the Lord and by the Lord. Only this kind of powerful attraction elsewhere The Lord is described in the ministry as an immense magnet, drawing us to himself. Only this kind of attraction can deliver us from occupation and usurpation. Occupation, of course, understood negatively. Simply to be told we need not be occupied, we need to be for the Lord, doesn't work. We need the wonderful person of the God-man to attract us to himself by himself, so that we are motivated by something intrinsic to leave everything and follow him. Ron, in our final portion today, I'm looking forward to this because this story unveils not just the Lord's ability to perform a miracle, but as you said, the attraction is due to his very humanity, which manifests something so marvelous. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Two brothers were facing and the man Savior came. What's nothing wrong? They were facing. They were doing their job. But, so strange, these two brothers were professional fishermen. And uh, the lake was a lake full of fish. That was the civil galley. The persons were the right persons. The place was the right place. And I do believe The time was also the right time. But you think about it. They didn't catch many fish. This thing happened again in the resurrection, right? The Lord exercised his sovereignty to tell all the fish, go away. Go away from the net of Peter. All fish escaped. Who did that? The man No, God. This was not the human virtue. This was the divine attribute. But why the Lord did this? Why he did this? He had intention to attract these two brothers. And then when time came, that was the right time, the Lord beat all the fish to come back. So they got a lot of fish. Now, just this one miracle, you could see the human virtue was there and the divine attribute was also there. This is what the human virtue expressing the divine attribute. Without Luke chapter 5, we couldn't understand how these two brothers were so attracted 
the Lord just called him, come and follow me. Then they got attracted. But here in Luke, we see the reason why they were attracted. Because the Lord did something in his human virtue with the divine attributes. Not only these two were attracted, and their companions, you see, John and James, they were also attracted because they saw the same thing. Now you can see, even in such a case, Luke did have the intention to show us how the man Savior acted in his ministry, in his human virtues, with his divine attributes. These saves people, and these attract people, and these also gains people. This is the way that the man Savior does his ministry. Oh, I like his uh, last sentence. He said, this is what saves, attracts, and gains people. Not just the Lord's miracle, but the Lord's person and the way his divine attributes are expressed in the human virtues. This is a real characteristic of Luke, isn't it? This is the essence of the man, Savior's person and work revealed in the Gospel of Luke. And I also enjoyed the sentence, this is the way of the man, Savior, does or carries out his ministry. What's the way? The way of expressing divinity in humanity. In particular, the way of expressing the divine attributes in the human virtues. This expression, this manifestation of God in man is attracting and compelling. And it is this expression of the Lord's very person that is the key to his ministry. By the way, a very brief application and speaking only in principle, certain people may emphasize so-called signs, wonders, and miracles today. Mm -hmm. I leave open the question of whether those are genuine. My concern is, what is expressed through the person? Do you have the sense of This is the way the man's Savior carries out his ministry. Is this what we see? Right. If we are one with the Lord, if we are enjoying the Lord, if we are serving the Lord, then we must let him, as Paul did, live in us the same kind of life he lived on earth according to Luke and let him express himself through us. This is the way he ministers. This is the kind of person he is. God wants to reproduce this person in millions of believers, so that this wonderful person may live again this attracting life in all of us. So we need to have God's viewpoint and God's values. Yes, the Lord did a miracle, but the function of the miracle was subordinate to the expression of the person. And the revelation here is not of the miraculous, but of the mysterious, that is, God manifested in the flesh, divinity expressed in humanity, divine attributes exhibited in human virtues. This is the Gospel of Luke. 
This is Christ in the Gospel of Luke. And we need this Christ to be our Christ experientially, day by day. Hmm. Well, I would just say amen, and thank you, Brother Ron, for your help and participation today. Most enjoyable. Most enjoyable because the person in whose name we are gathered is the enjoyable one. Well, let me leave you with uh, our invitation to contact us, and we ask you to uh, Keep in mind that we have printed material to supplement these Life Study of the Bible radio programs, and you can find out about this material. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.